Jenny yes. win. Why is your screen say Tony, mother daughter? This is still my Midlothian, uh, my my business account, so it still says Tony. Hey, we did take the first steps to go ahead and change your name. We have a lawyer. They're they're doing it right now. Proud of you, brother. Proud yeah, of you. Brother. They're Those working you on it. Joining us right now. What the fuck are they talking about? <laughs> I'm Sebastian Wynn. Uh, you guys might know Jeff Booski, my business partner. Um, this is a Dental Syndicate, and with us we have Danny Wynn on the screen. I think you'll see it says Tony Wynn. But we yes. just had a training last weekend, and he he has a name, Danny Wynn and Tony Wynn. And since the FBI is not chasing him, he will change it over to Danny Wynn. We are. We're, <laughs> I'm sorry. Steps that we're in process. And what that, that's really important because what we're talking about our identity. We're talking about what it looks like to be authentic. What's our identity? And we have multiple names because your family calls you one thing, your friends call you another. And then this, you haven't really created your own identity. And that's what yeah. the whole training is about, creating your identity and that's why we're joking around but we're serious danny is changing it from tony win to legally danny win only not multiple yes. confusing names but he's taking a stand for who he is and you can always count on him and just call him one name so my guest tonight is danny win we're having a live special podcast because two things he just came back from our signature training called heroes calling be the hero of your own story be the leader that everybody wants to follow him and, oh, my stars, I forgot how many participants. We had 12. 11 other people showed up for the training. And out of those 12, um, he said immediately after we finished Sunday, Monday, he goes, oh, my stars, I was taking a stand for a men's training at the end of the month, this month, March 26th through 28th. And he hasn't really done anything. I mean, yep. he thought about it, but he didn't really do anything. So I said, hey, Danny. Do you want to cancel it or do you want to move forward? He goes, no, I'm taking a stand because he sees what it looks like, become the hero that everybody wants to follow. He has experienced it. So we're going to go back, back in November. We did this men's training. I think it was around October, November, early November. End maybe. of October, maybe early yeah. November. We did this men's training. So we're going to find out about him, you know, um, what he got out of it and all that. And why, with less than two weeks left, he would take a stand and roll eight men into the training. Because it changed his life so much. The signature train hero was calling changed him and his wife and his sister's life. And he just wanted to give it away. And we'll talk all about that. So let's welcome Danny Wynn. Danny, tell everybody who you are. Uh, tell them about your practice. Tell them just anything you want to know. Introduce yourself. Yeah. So uh, my name is Danny Wynn. I'm a dentist. I've been out since 2018. I bought a practice in 2019. So I'm a you know early business owner. I have two kids, two sons, 13 and six, and I'm married to my wife, Tao. Uh, we've been married for 13 years. We we're high school sweethearts, and we had our first child at the age of 17. What else? What about your practice? About your practice a little bit. Yeah. It's a, what do you do? Yeah, it's in Midlothian, Texas. Um, it's a private practice. We started off with uh, one and a half hygienist, one assistant, and kind of like one and a half front admins. Now we've doubled to, you know, two front office, two hygienists full-time and two assistants in our practice. Uh, we do anything from seeing little kiddos up to full mouth extractions, implant placements, um, full mouth rehabs. We kind of do whatever comes through the door. If it's reasonable, we can do a good job. We'll do it. And was it a, uh, a startup, a scratch or? It was a, a practice that was existing. Um, 10 years prior. So I bought the practice 
um, after working as an associate for six months. And I always wanted to be a business owner. I went to a dental school with the mindset of owning my own practice and being my own boss. So literally, I spent my dental school education getting trained, particularly focused on that, um, learn as much business as possible, focus on learning leadership, reading books, taking courses. Um, and right out of the gate, I bought a practice and pretty much doubled it. Sweet, sweet. So tell me this, where were you at and why, where were you at in your life, in your practice, your life in general? And why did you want to come to the men's training when you heard about it back in October? Yeah, so I was, um, we got to the point in our practice where we didn't have to worry about money. Like in general school, we ate nothing but gun, you know, like if you guys don't know what gun is, it's just water with chicken broth and fish sauce and like some chick meat and some vegetables in there. And we did that for a long time. My wife and I were on Medicaid, we were on food stamps, and we just always, we struggled because we had kids early and we were in college. Um, so coming out of the gate, I was so focused on making sure I can take care of them, my wife and kids, and provide for them for the longest time. And we finally hit where we just didn't have to worry about money. Like money was not something that, you know, kept us up at night. We were really happy and it was just, there was no end to it. You know, like we got the practice we wanted is, oh, let's take another seat. Oh, let's learn some more training. Oh, let's do this and let's do that. And we we're just, I was constantly focused on do more, do more, grow bigger, um, multiple doctors, multiple offices. And it was just, I looked at it. I went to a, a, a business CE the same weekend that I signed up for the uh, leadership course. I was at the business CD, CE and I was talking to the guys there and like, man, you're doing this much. You're doing that much. You guys are killing it. Are you guys happy? And they're like, mm, not really. Like, not really. And I was sitting in the course and they were like, do this, do that. And you'll get this much and that much. And you can make this much profit. And I was like, man, like, I can do all of that, but I, I don't see myself happy doing that. I just can't see myself so focused on that. And that will bring me joy and happiness. And, you know, I was thinking back to a couple of weeks prior when um, I was basically so focused on the business that I just wasn't present with my family. And when I would come home at night from a long day's work or a week, my son would just say, hey, oh, dad's home. Oh, man, he's home. Oh, dad's so cold. Dad never laughs. Dad never smiles. And I felt like I wasn't connecting with my wife. You know, um, I just wasn't connecting with her and I just could not understand her. And I know there was more to this, but I just didn't have the tools to get there. And I got home for the training and I just felt really empty inside. You know, I, I got really, I felt really empty inside. Was, There's got to be more than this. And um, then I saw an email pop up about a menstruating, um, that same night. And I was like, I'm going to look into this. I feel like this is a sign because at the men's training, I was talking to another doc and they're like, Hey, I'm in this men's group and Dr. Booski's in it. And it's been really helpful to me. And I've seen that it was helpful to him too. Like just being able to speak up for himself and being able to verbalize what he needed and wanted. And I saw on the podcast email deal that Dr. Jeff Booski was a speaker on there. So I was like, well, I'll, I'll take a look at that. And I listened to the podcast and uh, I went to the website and checked it out. 
And I was like, yeah, I think this is what I need. So I signed up that night. I did my call and I spoke with you, Sebastian. And we did our enrollment and we're just like, what's, what are you missing? What do you want? And, you know, what are you going through? And, you know, I came to a point where I was just like, I don't like, I know the answer, but I was scared to say what it is because I felt like everything was working. Like everything's fine. It's not that anything is horribly wrong, but something just felt off. Something felt incomplete. Um, And so that night, you know, I go and we got off our call and then I said, I'm going to the training and I was committed to doing so. And I spoke with my wife that night and told her, you know, something that was in my mind that I kept in there for decades. You know, I, I finally came out to her that, you know, that I was, you know, sexually molested when I was a child. And that was the first time I said that to anybody. And we just cried, you know, we just cried. And for days up to the training, we would just randomly cry. And, you know, um, but then I, you know, got into the training. And I, I guess we can start on that part. Yeah, that's definitely that part. So first, let me just tell you this. You are a fucking powerful man, because here's why. Most men, in my experience, um, like the title says, they lie that everything is grace. And it's not that everything's not great. It's mm-hmm. that they lie because if they say it's not great, then they have to be responsible to get it where great is for them. Great mm-hmm. is a different level for everybody. What I heard you say was you were lying to yourself. Everything's mm-hmm. fine. My life's working for me. I don't need any kind of training. I just yeah. need to make more money. And you go to the CE and you're like, wow, I know how to make more money now based on the CE. But the people who are making this money, they're just like chasing their tail. Yeah. They're not happy. Mm-hmm. Money is not the factor that makes you happy. We have nope. a statement here. We say money or your finances supports your faith or your purpose. Mm-hmm. Money supports your purpose. If you don't have purpose, you don't have a vision, you don't know what you're here for, what contribution you're giving to this earth, it doesn't matter how much money you make. Right. Now, people are listening. I'm going to say it one more time. If you don't know your purpose, your contribution to this world, I do not give a fuck how much money you make. And you know what? You don't give a fuck how much money you make because you know it's not working. It's not working. Just like he said, just like Danny said, there's something inside me gnawing away. It's almost getting frustrated and pissed off you make more money mm-hmm. when you don't have a purpose. Yeah. Now, if you have a big purpose, you have a big vision, the man makes a lot of fucking money, and it's exciting to do because mm-hmm. it feeds your purpose. So we always talk about faith, fitness, family, and finance. Your finance serves your faith, and your faith is not religious, not morality. Your faith is believing in something that's greater than you so that you know you have a purpose on this earth. There's something greater in you that's calling you to be a contribution to this earth. And when you figure that out, you'll make all kinds of money to support it. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's great to hear. So thank you for sharing that. Now yeah. what I'm going to do is I'm going to transition to you going to the training. I'm going to show a real dollar, I think a dollar, sorry, a minute and something clip of you at the training. And then we're going to talk about your experience at the training, specific experience, what you take away, what you mm-hmm. discover about yourself. How is it doing this with other men? Whatever you want to share. But let's look at the clip first, and then we'll go in from there. I was 
thought I was doing all the right things. Focus on buying a practice, making it successful, getting money. And I thought once I had that, everything would solve itself. <clears throat> it didn't. Um, that emptiness that you feel, the craving, the next thing, the next CE, the next practice, the expansion, the growth, I was whoring. I wasn't there for my family. I wasn't present with them. I wasn't there for my wife and she needs me. I was losing my temper. I felt disconnected from who I was because I created this facade for so long of who I think I am. And I didn't realize how much it impacted my, my life, my decision, my relationships. So I had to find a different way. I had to, that's a part of being a man is to know the pain, to endure the pain and take others' pains and share the pain with others. A man still provides, he still goes and conquers and expands, grows. He's still someone who is aggressive, learns new skills, doesn't back down on a challenge, but it has to be, have more purpose than that. It's gotta really mean something from inside you, from your own experience, for your, from your own lacking, to share that with the world and to, to help heal it as you go forward. That's a part of being a man, protecting the thing that you were take, that was taken away from you and making sure that shit doesn't happen to other people. I know exactly what I want out of my life and no one can take that away from me. Not a fucking assistant who doesn't wanna work on this day not someone who doesn't want to finish their task because they have some other BS going on and you accept that stuff. You accept mediocrity. You accept people that are not serving your purpose. My purpose is I'm going to be with my family. I'm going to protect my sons. I'm going to protect my wife. I'm going to protect what's important for me. No one can stand in the way of that. Nobody, not patients, not employees, not other family members, not friends. Fuck their agendas. I have my agenda, I have my purpose, and I'm gonna live it. I love that. <laughs> That's intense. <laughs> I love it. That's the man that came out on the other side. You walk yeah. in with the assumption that you are X, Y, and Z, and you come out saying, no, there's no assuming this is who I am. And mm -hmm. you're intense. You're, but it doesn't mean you have to be intense every day. Yeah. You're intense. But you know how to call that man out when you need to. That's mm -hmm. the secret. That is the power. So tell me, you went to the ministry. What were a couple of nuggets you got out while you were in there? What couple uh, challenges did you overcome? Uh, shit. Well, man, I I learned so much during that training. But um, just a couple of ones that really pop out to me was that we learned like um, the different archetypes of a man, like what a man should be and here in our culture we're just raised that men need to they need to be like alphas and take control um take what they want the loud whatever it is um and for me at least i felt like i was lacking not in the area of taking control of my life um and learning new skills and you know, growing, it was the fact that I was losing, I was missing out on the part of me that knew how to empathize the part, my heart, basically, where I can connect with other people. 
um, because I closed it off for so long. And it was so difficult for me when my team's members were upset for me to understand why they could possibly be upset. Like, Mm -hmm. why are you upset? Like you have a job and you have, you know, look at all the good things you have. You're like, like, why are you upset? I just, honestly, I could not even see, I could not even fathom why. And we kind of make excuses like, oh, they're just entitled. Oh, they're just, you know, they're just, you know, selfish or whatever it is, just whatever bullshit that you tell yourself because you just can't understand someone's feelings, right? They're overreacting, you know? Um, And you know what? It showed up in my life too. It showed up in my life when my wife was upset. I would belittle her feelings. I would ignore her feelings and what she was calling out for, what she was yearning for, you know? My my heart, my... to understand her and empathize and you know truly relate with her and I was just I completely missed out on that you know I was really focused on the business and finances and protecting my family but it it was so extreme that I was hurting my family instead because I was missing out on these areas and so by learning the different archetypes of man and knowing that being a part of man is to be a lover as well to learn how to empathize and be there for another person, not trying to fix them was huge for me. Um, Another thing I learned as well was learning how to trust. I think what happened with me when I was younger and just throughout life, I just did not have a lot of trust. I did not have a lot of faith in God. I didn't have faith in other people. And I felt like I need to do everything. Like it was all up to me. It was up to me to provide for my family. It was up to me to get through school. It was up to me to make the practice successful. It's always up to me. You know, every treatment, if it something to me went wrong, it was up to me. And I just beat myself up all. I just beat myself up. And um, when I learned that we did a blindfold exercise where we went hiking and I was one of the chosen to have a blindfold and go through like this for a couple of hours being not being able to see is probably really scary for me um, because I never let go of control like ever. And for one of the first times in my life, I had to depend on someone's guidance completely and be completely vulnerable to anything that happened in order to succeed at the exercise. And that was so hard for me. I literally was inching on for about 20 minutes before I realized if I keep going at this and I do not learn how to trust, we will lose and it will be because of me. And um, I see it show up in my work life and my team and everything else. And so it's been a constant some uh, struggle for me to realize that it was not that I didn't trust, which it was, it was my lack of faith. It was my lack of faith that the world and God was for me and not against me. And there are things that are pulling on my life and guiding me that I don't control, that I don't understand, but they are there to bless me. And it's not all up to me. That's wow. You're taking me back there. It's like yesterday. I remember those moments. I remember you running around the blindfold on. <clears throat> I just remember you just you know also sitting around the fire pit and having mm-hmm. a great time with cigars and scotch and talking like men yeah. with no pretense, no <clears throat> trying to get um, 
everyone to like us, just mm-hmm. being authentically us. And that yeah. was really powerful. I mean, we go on for hours because we're there. Yeah, for we really years. could. Yeah. And what I really want to talk about is what have you done since? Oh, what have yeah. you done since? I mean, you uh, you got out just let's just say beginning of November, you're done. Beginning of November, it's been what November, December, January, February, March, four to five months now. Yeah. What have you done with your life since that you realize men's archetype is yes, you're a king. I think a lot of people know that. Yeah, there's kings, there's warriors, but the two you tapped into were really powerful. There's a lover, obviously the mm-hmm. self-descriptive heart, but there's also a magician, the spiritual yeah. side, the philosophical side. And as a man, you're all four. Usually one leads the other depending on the season of life, but you're all four. When you deny certain parts of your life, you're not, you're half of man. You're yeah. part of man, but you're not whole man. You can't always be a king in control. You can't always be a warrior fighting. You can't always be a lover. You become a doormat. You can't always be religious. Then you're just mystical and no practical good. But you have to lead with one of those areas in some point in your time. And you have to have all four. So you adopted those four archetypes. You realize you're more uh, complex, more whole, more complete. And now what have you been doing the last four or five months with this new perspective of who you are? Yeah, uh, the new perspective definitely took me out of the box. Like um, once I realized there was so much more to me, that there was not one defining thing, it fucked up everything. Like everything. I came back home and it was like nobody knew me. Is nobody knew me. My wife couldn't predict what I would do. My my friends, my my team was just like, what happened? Are you okay? Are you all right? And I was finally emotional with them. I was open with them. I tried to be more vulnerable with them. It was just like a different reality. Like after 13 years of marriage, my wife and I have never been more connected. Like I can sense when something's off with her by not knowing, like it's crazy, but it's like a a sixth sense with her. And I understand my patients, my friends, my family, uh, my team is such more deeper level. Let me ask you a question because I do think you sense different degrees, different intensity, your wife before. You sense mm-hmm. when your employees off different degrees, different intensity before. You sense when your patients or your children were off different degrees, different intensity before. Well, I, the story I make in my head, and I'm asking for confirmation, is you have a higher sense now. Yes. But back then, even though you sensed it, you ignored it. I ignored it. Okay, I just want clarity. It's not that yeah. you never sensed it. Right. You sensed it, but you couldn't empathize. You couldn't connect. You ignored it. Yeah. But now you can't ignore it. Well, you can. It's a choice. You can't ignore it, but your 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 ability to connect and sense what people are going through is just more intense. Is that correct? Right. Yes. Great. Keep on going. Yeah. So, um, with that being said, like our our marriage has never been better. Like, if she has something going on with her, I can I can actually see her, and I actually see the issue. It's not just you're overreacting. It's no, I'm feeling the little i feel worthless i don't feel loved i feel abandoned it's just whatever the feelings are i experience the feelings and i can empathize with it which allows me to actually deal with the issue at hand versus creating stories and creating more fights because you everyone notices you fight about the same damn thing over and over (laughs) it's the same argument same fight different circumstances so when i got home first thing for my wife 
we fought almost every other day. We were fighting almost every other day. And it was not like a fight. It was more of a collision because she expected me to react one way, the way I was before. But I wouldn't because I'm not the same person. So it's like she didn't know how to respond to it. And so she would live out her old cycle. And our problems, it's like we got to purge all of the problems within months, like 10, 20 years of things that we've been keeping under the belt, right? That we've been arguing again. We get to purge it. And it was like, oh, we don't have to fight anymore. Like we got to deal with all of these issues and just live more harmoniously. And it's amazing to know that your wife has your back and you have her back. And um, it's just a different level of marriage. Like our marriage is so blissful. And with my son, oh my God, he's like very emotional. My older son is very emotional. He's very sympathetic. I'm sensitive. And that's why I couldn't relate with him. That's why he always said, you're cold. You know, why aren't you happy? Why don't you smile? Like, oh, dad's home. Because I was bringing my shitty energy home and he was like, you know, absorbing it and making him feel like shit. And I'm just thinking like, you ungrateful little shit. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> you know, like I do all these things for, I work so hard and I come home and this is what I get. You should be like so appreciative of me right now, but you're not. And it's because I was missing out on these things emotionally to understand him and see him more clearly. Now, like, I love the dude. He is such like, I, he has never once said I was cold since I got home. Never. And he has never once said, oh, dad, home. He's, hey, dad, you're home. Hey, hey, this happened to me today. Hey, this happened. This is what's going on. It's like, oh my God, like I have a real deep relationship with my son. He's so, so much so that he tells me, hey, dad, I have a girlfriend. You want to meet her? You want to talk to her on Zoom? Like, hey, here. And that made me, and, you know, not to like, you know, compete with my wife, but my wife said, oh yeah, me too. And he goes, no, it's just dad. No, it's just that I want dad to meet her. And it's like, wow, like that would have never happened before. Um, um, not only that, but like, even if we talk about our team, like our team at their office, before it was just like, do, do, do. Like, you need me better. You need to work harder. You got to learn this skill and that skill. And I didn't give them a lot of space to be human and to develop them as human beings. I just tried to develop their skills because that's what I was used to. And when I complimented them, they said, you always give me a backhanded compliment. <laughs> they said, you always give me a backhanded compliment. It's like, and I was like, well, that's, and looking back, that's all I knew, right? That's all I knew. Um, wait, wait, let's pause. Let's pause. That is beautiful. Because we talk about being on automatic. We talk about living in history and repeating itself. So you got backhanded compliments. You thought it worked and motivated, drove you. You don't know anything else better. So you start giving your, your, your team backhanded compliments. Is that yeah. what I heard? Yeah. And until you learn how to be the leader everybody wants to follow, do you learn to be the hero of your story? Do you learn that it takes creating? You have to admit, commit to creating the future you want. You are still giving backhand compliments and all that. So now you're creating the team you want. You're creating the relationship, the leadership. Instead of giving backhand compliments, what are you doing? Oh, I just, I praise them for being them. I praise them for all the contributions that they are. Yeah, they can do a great temporary or a great scan or alternate, 
but I can appreciate them for who they are and their contribution to the whole office. And it's not so great on this technical skill, but if you didn't have that technical skill, you'd be shit. <laughs> That's a huge shift. Cause we talk about be, then do, then have, and you're focused on their way of being. Cause they can always do, and even if they do it, they can mess up or they do great, but you can always change that. But yeah. their way of being and affirming their way of being, you are just speaking into their soul, just yeah. their character, who they are. So great job. Yeah. Um, go, to, go ahead. I wanted to share this with you too. I was, um, I was talking to my lead dental assistant yesterday. Um, I think it was yesterday. Yeah, I, was, I believe it was yesterday. And we were just talking after work and we were talking about, you know, other individuals and how much I, how much potential I see in them, how much more of them that there's left that I want them to realize for themselves. And she started crying. My lead assistant started crying and she said, I owe it to you, Dr. Wayne, because for the first time in my life, I leave myself and I actually love myself. Wow. She said, I, when I walked in here, if someone said anything off, I would tear myself down, break myself down. When, if I didn't do something correctly, didn't do something hard enough, enough, I would feel like shit. And I would just take it home and put it on my family. And she said, I go home now to my daughter and my daughter actually has confidence because I give her confidence. I con I am confident myself, which allows her to be confident. And That's she cried. And she said, I owe it to you for seeing me better than I see myself and keeping me accountable to that. That's and I, would, I couldn't have done it, though. I couldn't have done it without the training and without leading myself. It would have been impossible. Absolutely. So we have two expressions you're hitting on. One, when you lead yourself, you're able to lead others. Yes. Without strings attached. You can lead others. Many people do all day long. But it's yeah. like you said, coercive, manipulative. Yeah. There's a string attached. But when you lead yourself authentically, lead others authentically. Second, you're saying a very huge principle. Every parent in the world out there, every married person, every human being, anybody sucking up air right now needs to understand this. Treat me like I am. That's where I'll stay. Treat me what I can be. That's what I'll become. And that's why I heard how you're cheating your employees. Yeah. Team members. You're not treating them where they're at in their circumstances. Mm -hmm. You're treating what they can become in their way of being. Yes. Beautiful. Okay. There's a, again, I'm, I'm good rushes. I know you've done so much Go work the last four or five yeah. months. So now that you led yourself and you're leading yourself, an opportunity came up. We did our signature training called um, The Hero's Calling. Yeah. Become the leader everybody wants to follow, especially you. Answer the hero's calling. Answer your calling to be the hero of your story. So you don't need a, to be rescued or to be mm -hmm. saved. Okay? So right. that came up. What did you do? What happened? I made a stand. I made a stand for guys like me who didn't have leaders in their life. No, no, the hero's calling. Hero's calling that you just experienced at train last weekend. Yeah. What did I do during that event? No. Who did you invite to? Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. I, uh, I invited um, my wife, my sister-in-law. I invited my best friend from dental school, his wife. And I think that was it, right? Yeah. Bunch of people, though. And why? Why? Why would you invite them to a training? 
because I knew they had so much more to offer. And I knew that they punished themselves. They constantly, people punish themselves for feeling like they're lacking of, they're not good enough, that they're worthless. They suffer from depression, um, drug abuse, alcohol abuse, sedation of every single kind. It could be whoring on business. It could be whoring on whores. And I took a stand for them because I didn't want them to live like that. I knew that they were suffering and they did not have to suffer if they had the tools necessary to get over that that obstacle for them. Okay, so let's just be clear. Their life was working for them. They're yeah. fine. One of them is a yeah. doctor. His wife has a, is working, finishing up her PhD. Your wife has a business. Your sister is going to mm. uh, your sister okay. going to dental school. They're all they're all fine. Yeah, but they tell themselves they're yeah. not enough. Yeah. So we don't invite anybody to the training who needs to be fixed. We don't fix right. anybody. We only invite people whose lives are working for them, but they don't have the tools to go where they want to go. They have a vision bigger than the current circumstance, but they just don't know how to get there. But they're not broken. They don't need to be fixed. Their life is working mm-hmm. for them. But there's a story in their head saying that they're not enough. Yep, they would have been fine. Yep, if they didn't come. So give me so one or two examples. story in their head that saying that's not enough. Absolutely, story in their head. So tell me, one or two stories. What happened with you and your wife after the train? What happened with you and your sister after the train? What happened with you and your, your buddy, the other dentist that you invited after the train? Mm-hmm. Well, with my buddy, um, well, for so much, um, I think he almost at one point probably hated my guts because <laughs> I, was, I was keeping him accountable for how I saw him and he didn't like it. But after the training, oh my God, he's just, He's a beast. He is a beast to be reckoned with. And he just didn't realize how much power he had. And he just really opened up and spoke up for himself. Man, he's making huge strides in his office. He's changing his life the way he finds that it fits him and his needs. And he's leading his kids. And he's leading himself, more importantly. And he doesn't get into this, um, you know, he just doesn't get into this mindset of punishing himself for being not a good enough you know lacking and hey. for my sister mm-hmm. um we definitely we got a lot more closer because we could we finally saw each other for who we were versus who we chose to see each other be or chose to show each other who we were so our relationships are much more authentic that we can actually stand for each other and she made huge strides for herself in her own life like with her relationships and choosing which relationships she wants or doesn't want, which is a big deal for her in the past where she would just get shut off. Um, Just being able to walk with her through that and helping her heal from some of the things that she experienced when she was growing up has been amazing because she couldn't smile before. She couldn't fully smile and laugh and love herself and during the training and after it was the first time we just saw her a full complete her healed loving herself knowing that she's worth that love um same thing with my wife you know she my wife is a powerful woman she's an extremely powerful woman she is and she couldn't see it for the longest time and she would play victim 
for herself, not her fault, but that's what she was used to. She would play victim and it would hold her back. It would hold her back from being a more present mom. She would be hold her back from pursuing exactly what she wanted out of her business. It would, it would also hurt our relationship too, because she couldn't, she couldn't accept how much love that I was giving her and how, what, how the vision that I had for her, for herself. And she just couldn't see it or hear it. And since the, um, the training and she becoming the leader in her own life and taking ownership of it, it's two leaders coming together. Our relationships are, are like on all six cylinders. Like we get each other. We have the same words. We have the same, like we're in sync in our life. And we put, we see the best in each other and we push each other to be the best. And it's just with mutual gratitude. And we don't argue, you know, we have arguments, disagreements. We do, but shit, we get it resolved so fast. We don't have to sleep with it. Like, an, like pissed off, like, God, man, I, she's frustrating me. I can't believe she can't see my side. And, and she's not feeling the same way either. It's not, that's not her reality either. And she's so powerful that she, um, a, a family member of ours, a close one recently was diagnosed with cancer and it's going to be difficult. It's going to be challenging, but she said, I'm choosing to lead this and I'm going to be there for, I get to be there for her and help her through this process, regardless of what the outcome is. I'm going to be, I'm going to get to contribute to that. Wow. 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 I mean, I'm serious. I care all day because loved you too. I love your energy. I just love everything. Like you're right. Your sister, holy smoke, nine day yeah. difference. Just her face is going amazing. And obviously, Andrew, your buddy is just the most powerful man. I mean, what a way to take a stand for him. You let the beast yeah. come out of him. And that was beautiful. And usually without the safe environment and the exercises and the, and the ability just to give each other a safe place to come out, not being able to see that powerful man come out would have been so sad that yeah. he would be locked up. Now that he's out, Shazam, don't recognize him. Powerful. It's like a... It's like a like a, it's like a lion and they took its balls, you know, like yeah, doesn't want to get up, walk around or anything. Yep. You're yeah. absolutely right. Great illustration. Well, we got about 10 minutes left here. Yeah. You're doing something you've never done in your life before. This is probably one of the okay. biggest events you have done in a sense of for yourself. Mm-hmm. And so you're taking a stand within two weeks left. Yes. Minimum, we need eight men. We need 16 total. And after today, we have three men. You have a conversation too. I had one with one. We had three men committed going. So we need five more minimum, 16 maximum. But you can stand within two weeks for men to come together and experience what you did for your very first training. Why would you do that? Why would, listen, you are a full-time doctor. Mm-hmm. You have two boys, a marriage. After the training, we have work to do. We set out our targets. We go after our targets. There is so much going on in your life. Why would you add more to your life? Take a stand for our training for men, March 26th through the 28th um, in Granbury, Texas, again, at Dr. Jeff Booski's office. Why would you do that? I'm just, I'm, I'm, I know I would, but why would you? I, I can't, I can't turn my back from myself. I mean, these guys, they are me. Honestly, they are me. They suffer just like I do. A lot of them, their lives are working for them. 
but they're missing out on so much more. And I, I see them and I see how much suffering they have. And I'm like, you don't have to fucking suffer like that. That does not have to be what defines your life. You have so much more to offer. And for me, I want to be someone that I didn't have growing up. I wanted, I didn't have guidance growing up. I didn't really have guidance. I had, oh shit, keep my dog. Nico, hey, hey girl, it's all right. Let me get the door real quick. She wants to run out there. But, um, there you go. But I mean, I didn't have a leader guiding me in my life when I was growing up and it, I suffered. I didn't know the tools that I needed to have as a man to take care of my family and provide for them and give them all they needed. And I suffered for, for it for a long time. And so when I see these guys and they're leaderless, they're most dads are shit nowadays. You know, a lot of kids don't have dads in general. And so I want to be a leader for those leaders because the lives that they impact matter. The doctors out there who have patients, who have a team, who have kids. I mean, if they get into an issue and they hate themselves and they hate their lives, that they're impacting their team. They're impacting their kids' teams. They're impacting their patients' experience. They're, they have such a bigger role to play. They all have such a bigger, like a big fucking role to play that they can't see it. And I just want to wake up. I, I honestly want to shake them up. It frustrates me so bad. Like, dude, what the, like, you have so much to give. You are giving so much right now, but you're giving a lot of shit. You are giving a lot of shit. And I, you, you just don't have the tools. Let's get the tools and let's transform your life. That's it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love the statement that you made. You said you can not, you can't turn your back on yourself. Mm -hmm. When you see yourself in each of these men, you are playing a bigger game. Mm -hmm. You have to give it away. Yeah. And I'm telling you, Tony, that's one of the best way to live because our life has much more meaning purpose now. Yes. So let's close with that. How has your life changed from all this training? So you're basically in your third training without saying it. So the first training was men's. The second was a hero's calling. So you're training. Now the third one is you're taking a stake for men to come to this training. When it, what it means is you're saying this training is going to happen because you're going to make it happen. I will train the training. Obviously, I'm the trainer. But I'm teaching behind the scenes how to take a stand for other men. You're calling your friends. You're networking. You're doing whatever it takes. You're even talking to the guys at the gym. I mean, it's just that process itself is a training process because you're coming outside of your comfort zone. You're taking a stand for something bigger than yourself. You have a vision for something bigger than yourself. So tell me how you feel. What's the feeling you're feeling, the energy you get? I mean, you're living a bigger life than most men will ever understand. Yeah, to be honest, it was initially really scary. I'm still scared when I have to make a call. It just is because I'm so uncomfortable. I, I got up and I told everyone in my gym, hey, this is my story. I was living a shit life. I'm calling out all the men here or anyone that you know who is just not living the life that they want for X, Y, and Z. You know, And I told them my story openly. Like, this is where I am. This is here I what I stand for and it's awkward and but men <laughs> stop 
You went to your gym and wait, so you gotta put context in that. Do you oh, yeah. go to so, gym? What do you mean? What what do you want to your yeah, gym? What did you do? Um it's like a boot camp workout, so it's kind of like a crossfit. So it's a class of like maybe 12, 13 plus trainers. And um after class, I was like, you know, hey coach, can I can I talk about this training? I think it would be a really great thing for um to introduce to some of the men here or really help out their lives. Would you mind? He's like, go ahead. I, I just did it. I did my workout. I was like, hey, everyone, announcement. I'm doing this on March 26th and 8th. These are why I'm doing this is why I'm doing it. And this is who it applies to. And um, so meet me, like step it up, you know. And I had women say X, Y, and Z, like, how do you get your husband to go? How do you get my brother to go? How do you get my boyfriend to go? Guys were like, dude, like that's awesome, man. Like, tell me more. Give me more information. That's amazing. That is amazing. I mean, I here's, would you normally, or have you ever made an announcement in your gym before? No, just work, go in and go out. <laughs> so that's an example. When you live something bigger than your own purpose, bigger, you have a vision than your bigger circumstance. Sorry. You have vision bigger than your current circumstance. And that, I mean, look how brave and courageous how many people has ever done that? But it's not about you. Who's it about? Not about me. It's about it's about everyone. Honestly, it's about those men. It's about the sons, the fathers, the leaders, the business owners, the docs. It's about their kids. It's about their team, the patients. It's way bigger than me. Way then, bigger. And when you do it about their kids, it's about the next generation. We yes, clean up it's this about the generation, next, generation for the next generation. They clean up for the next generation. We're going to have healthy families and marriage and yeah. relationships. And we're just going to overall have a happier world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we got about three minutes left here. Talk to the camera. Talk to anybody that's listening right now and answer those questions. Hey, if you're a man, why should you go to this training a week and a half away in Granbury, Texas, March 26th through 28th? Well, if they're, you're considering it. You're like, no, I don't, I don't even know you from Hill of Beans, Mr. Tony Wynn, Danny Wynn, whatever the fuck your name is. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> should I go? You know why? I'm thinking about, I, I hear what you're saying. And, or a woman's listening says, my, no, my husband or my brother, like you said, why should anyone come to this men's training? And you get the last two minutes here. Yeah. Well, if you don't feel like you have a reason to go, don't go because we're not here to, we're not here to save you. We're not here to make your life something that it's not. We're not here to fix you. It's honestly for people who already have a goal. They just can't feel like they reach it. You know, if you're a doormat of life, if you feel disconnected from your family, you just, all you think is about is money. You feel like a hole inside and it's just never enough. If you're insecure, if you're just cheating on your wife mentally, pornography, whatever it is, you know, we as men have so many things that we're hiding in the shadows that we don't put out in the open. It's keeping us from being the leaders in our lives, the leaders that our wives need, that our kids needs, our customers, our patients, our teams. They need us as leaders. And we, if we don't step it up, honestly, if we do not step it up, they are fucked. We have to act. I'm sorry, we, we just do. Um, so either you, you be a doormat and you just let shit happen to you, or you go out and make it and you start, you start fucking stuff up in your life and you make it a wonderful life, a real life that's authentic to you.
Okay, now you have to tell them this last thing you told me today. You're out there. You're telling them about this men's training. You're putting your butt out on the line. People yeah. do two things. Who the fuck is this guy? Is he a freak or what? This is yeah. a gym, dumbass. Or yeah. you gave people reason to reject you. Mm -hmm. And by doing that, you actually gave them a reason to accept you. Yep. Most men have never given anybody reason to reject him. Yep. They play it safe. Yep. They're wallflower on the wall. Wallflower. They play it safe. They yep. play not to lose versus yep. playing to win. You play to win. Tell them about the five people talking to you about your practice because you just fucking made an announcement about men. Yeah. I just <laughs> made an announcement about the training and I said, oh yeah, I'm a dentist too. They're like, what the fuck? Like, what is this? I thought you were like a coach or something. And they're like, he's a dentist too. And they're like, well, I mean, I, I don't feel like I need to have anything to fix, but can I go to your practice? Because I like what you stand for, you know, and I'm going in there. I came back in there today and, you know, people are excited to see me. They know what I stand for there. It's not hidden. I show up who I am versus who they think I am. You know, I, I don't put a mask on. I don't. Yeah, I'm much more present there, and you know, it's it's just a much more fuller presence. I I would have to say, you know, I'm just more authentic to who I am when I'm out and about. Well, Danny Wynn, Doctor Danny Wynn, thank you so much, brother. I mean, I am honored to do this journey with you because you give me new life. As you are so excited about the results, about the two men's lives who you are leveling up because you became an invitation. You didn't see where they're at. You saw what they could become and you invite them to that journey. They said, yes. Now they yep. said, no, they're not saying no to you. They're saying no to the vision. Yeah. Themselves. That's it. They're just saying no to themselves, but they said yes to themselves. They're here, but you had many friends and people already tell you, no, yeah. That's okay. All day, every day. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. Yeah. When they're ready to say yes to themselves, then they'll join. Yeah. Hey, thank you, my brother. I love you. I love am honored you to be uh, on this journey with you. And this is just the beginning of our journey. Because together, ultimately, man. what did you walk out with the mentoring? What was your mantra on your heart? What was the impossible vision that you declared could be possible? Yeah, I declared that I was going to be leaders of leaders, you know, and I'm doing it because I believe in a future where fathers will be there and protect their kids and be protectors and providers. Wow. Wow. See, with that driven, that had nothing to do with dentistry, by the way. <laughs> yeah, nothing to do with dentistry. But dentistry is your vehicle. Yes. It's the financial vehicle to support your purpose. To be yes. the leader of leaders that no boy would be without leadership yeah. or protection. So we're grateful for dentistry. You're mm -hmm. really good at it. Obviously, you can see that your business is very successful financially. And the purpose, though, the significance you have living out to be leaders and leaders that boys can be protected and led by their father. Mm -hmm. Great vision, brother. Love you. Have a great night. Give All your right, beautiful wife a hug for me. And you guys have a great night with your family tonight. All right, bud. Talk to you later. Bye-bye.